listening to the Morris City Drew Giant right here on New Radio Media. Well, more not just listening, you're probably watching as well, because we have cameras now. Well, the show has cameras now. The station has always had the cameras. Kate is out tonight, but I am Ben Rose. So it'll be just myself and my guest, Jimmy. How are you? I'm good. How's it going, Ben? It's going really well. And you are one of the producers for Mortified Detroit. Yes, I am. That is excellent. Also, guitarist for the Speakeasies. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, that, that hasn't changed, right? <laughs> no, it has not. <laughs> okay. it's, it's last since last practice, no. Um, okay, I could have been voted out since then. Wouldn't blame them, but ah, no. <laughs> as far as I can tell, it's you know, great band. I really, I really enjoy it. Well, I appreciate it. It's yeah. good to have at least a fan. Yeah, right. Hey, you know what? As long as you have at least one, right? Right. Okay, and it's not like a parent. <laughs> <laughs> But okay, so mortified, uh, mortified Detroit. This is what your is it your third year doing this, or is it fourth? Uh, second year actually. Oh, second. Yeah, it's our. Oh, second. did did you do two the one year? Yep, we did two oh, last year, and um, okay. we're starting to do uh, this one um, this November, and then um, we're probably gonna have a, um, a winter show around February. We're looking at, and then okay. probably a spring show. Oh, excellent! Excellent. Yeah. Now, this will be all new people doing it, right? Yep. yep. Okay. All new. have a whole new crew. Whole new crew. Okay. Yep. Now, I went, I believe it was the first one you did, mm-hmm. right? And it was at the Rust Belt Market in Ferndale. Right. Which was a lot of fun. Yeah. It's an awesome place. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. I actually ended up, went to, went to a, a wedding reception there, and oh, it was, was beautiful. That? It was always oh, amazing. I've uh, kind of creeped on them when I was like shopping and stuff, and yeah. it looks like the cool place for a reception. It is, yeah. yeah. It, they had it the same, the same room that you did... Uh, uh, mortified. Now, are do you have all everybody kind of uh, lined up, or are you still um, looking for? Well, um, we're uh, getting the final nuts and bolts taken care of. Um, we're always looking for participants because um, it's uh, good to uh, <laughs> just um, to keep the lineup going. Um, we're always looking for fresh people, to, okay. fresh people to enter, but. Um, for this um, show, it's pretty pretty set. It's pretty set. Okay. Yeah. So if they, if people wanted to get in on it, they're gonna have to they're gonna have to wait till February. Right. Okay. Well, not don't wait exactly to February, but you'll put it out on uh, Facebook and such. Right. It's it's kind of a long process um, from the time you uh, submit your um, entries to the final story. So I mean, if you're gonna submit, the sooner the better. Right. Okay. So how do you decide on who's going to be well, um, the the first step is um, people who want to become participants. Um, they submit um, a few excerpts from their journals or whatever their um, sources um, to the website. Um, then those are kicked to Dave, who um, heads the um, original chapter in California. Okay. Um, he looks through them and sends them to us. Right. And then uh, once we get those, we make a contact. They. Um, are um, invited to a producer's meeting where they bring um, all their notebooks, whatever okay. they're going to read, and then we kind of sit in a, a producer setting, um, sitting um, with the four of us and the, the reader, Okay, and we kind of 
dig through it and kind of find what kind of diamonds in the rough there are. And then once we find like a kind of a central story that goes along with um, all the funny little bits, um, then one of the four story producers takes over and kind of helps the participant shape the story. Okay. Okay. So even though people are bringing their stories, you're kind of like uh, helping them fine tune it a little bit. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Is, you know, not everybody's the best writer mm-hmm. at, you know, like 13, 14. So I get, it's good to polish it up a little bit. And not everyone knows what is funny and what isn't funny, like, especially when it's your own stuff. Right. Yeah. Everybody's a comedian in their own head. <laughs> or there's times where people are like, oh, you don't want to hear this. It's it's not that great. And then we have them read it, and it's by far the funniest part. It's like the, the highlight of the story. Right. So it's good to have a kind of a, um, four different sets of ears. Um, paying attention so we can kind of catch the really good bits and then we kind of kick it to one producer to kind of fine-tune it. Oh, excellent. Now, who else is uh, is producing this? You know. um, Nicole, who mm-hmm. um, was on the show before. Mm-hmm. Um, and then um, Lisa is our um, show producer. Okay. And then uh, Kayla is another story producer. Okay. Okay. All right. So the, it's the four of you are pretty much deciding who's... Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, basically... Um, we don't tell people no. Um, if you submit, then we're going to work with you until it's it's show ready. Mm-hmm. So it may be um, you can't be in this show because you need to find more things. But we um, it's not like an audition. Um, right. The, the um, producers meeting is an audition. It's uh, like a, a story meeting. All right. So okay. Everyone, yeah. Basically, if it's like a, a high school sport where everyone gets get, gets on. Okay. Yeah, that's good. Every, everybody gets to participate. Yeah. Okay. I dig it. I dig it. So this being your second year and all, all different people not in the and I went when I went to the first uh, when you did it the first year, even when your producers Nicole, mm-hmm. she was up there. Funny stories, all of them. Oh, I, you know I don't I don't have any journals or anything at from when I was a kid or any, I just I just don't but I don't know that I could do it. I don't know that I could get up there. You know, uh, I did discover recently, and, 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 and uh, I, I at one point had a live journal. Yes, I'm admitting that on air. Uh, so <laughs> Not a dead journal? No. Those, those were all the alternative kids in my school. They all had the, uh, the dead journal because they wanted to be goth. Right. Well, this was uh, 2002, 2003. Mm-hmm. I don't know if there was a dead. If, if they, they yeah. Had, it was? Yeah. yeah. Okay. I didn't know about it. I, I was talked into having a live journal. Uh, girl, I was uh, I was dating and ended up uh, we we almost did get married. Uh, she talked me into it to try to just 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 so you can write your write things down. There are maybe two entries, uh, and they <laughs> consist of why the fuck do I have this? <laughs> you know, and but when I went and I, I just I went to look back at it, I can see like the comments by from her and. And, oh, and sure, it's rough. It's like you know, seeing that stuff is. You know, I've said on the show before, I, I got like, I kind of left at the altar, and that was you know. So, I think being able to go back and look at a journal, I guess if you can call it a journal, the thing that stood out most was not what I wrote. It was what other people did. Right. Yeah. Know? So that doesn't work. I didn't. I didn't write it, so I'm not gonna. Although. I did write, why the fuck do I have this thing? 
<laughs> well, we could have it come up, but it'd be a very, very short segment. Yeah. Why the fuck am I here? Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, that's a thing that the, we'd love to be out again this year uh, for this one, and it is November. Uh, November twenty fifth. Okay. Um, the uh, Saturday after Thanksgiving. Oh, and, okay. And um, we do accept entries like live journal and digital. Yeah. Um, I believe it was the one that you went to. Um, one of our readers, actually, our other story producer was the another reader from the first show, Kayla. Okay. Um, she was the one that was reading the instant messages between her and her yes. friends. Yeah, man, those are something I wish I had had copies of. Some oh, stuff yeah, me from too. like from MySpace, and MySpace has cleared all that that out when they totally reformatted. Oh, you know? did they? Yeah, really. As I I logged into my old MySpace uh, accounts to get some photos. Uh, January, I had my laptop stolen. So like a lot of stuff, a lot of pictures were, were gone. A lot of music, actually some of the recordings, like when I, I kept looking for the recordings when you and Nicole were on the show, mm-hmm. you know, promoting your band versus, right. you know, that I, I have to see if they're backed up somewhere. I thought okay. that I had them. Uh, but I, I, so I, I logged into MySpace to get some of these photos and I'm, and I was like the, the whole layout completely changed it's 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 not as um it used to be kind of easy to get around myspace this not so much but all the messages gone all everything archived gone i was like damn some there was some solid gold in there i'm more surprised that that's still a space uh, still a website well <laughs> you know it's, re- it's reformatted that's shocking well uh justin timberlake invested in it i guess they're trying to focus it more towards um, musicians and bands, okay. you know, than just like social media. And still, it, it it it's just, you know, it's like how many people are still going to Live Journal or what was the one before that Friendster? I don't know if you remember the Friendster. That one's a little bit before my time. Yeah, I, like I think it really, really kind of was a little bit before mine. Um, although I was twenty one, twenty two when I had the Live Journal. Uh, yeah, you know, I don't know, whatever. But for, there was a there was a friendster, and then there was a, there was a bunch of other weird social media sites. Uh, none of them that have really caught on like Facebook does, you know, because Facebook apparently is just ingrained in our culture, in our generation's culture. I teach middle school, and if I mention Facebook, the whole classroom just starts laughing up, laughing out loud because they don't use it anymore. It's right, for, it's for old people. Right, it is. It is, and Facebook has actually made things difficult. Like I'm, 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 I'm sure as be, you know, being in a band, you've noticed that promoting your band via Facebook is not as easy as it was a year, two years, three years ago. It, keep, it progressively gets harder. Mm-hmm. Like you send out more than so many invites, they put you in Facebook jail. If, like you can't send anything or like anything. I got in trouble for liking too many things. <laughs> That's what I get for liking my own stuff. So you get in trouble for using the format more. Yes, yes. They think that you're spamming. Ah. Uh, yeah. But then they want you to uh, they make it hard for people to see your posts if you have a page because, you know, like like for the speakeasies, you have a, um, a page that's separate from your own. It's a – what do they call that? Like a professional page or whatever. Right. And for people to see your post, they have to fo- not only like it but follow it, you know, that uh, to even guarantee that they're going to see anything, which is a pain in the ass. Then they want to p- you to to pay them to get p- other people to to like it. Then you have to pay, you know, like well, where, where do you want people to like? You know, 
Like, what's the location? Well, I'm not paying people in, in you know, in, in um, Nigeria to like my show because it doesn't help you. It doesn't help me. Yeah, but we have a, a show uh, on Sundays here. Uh, it's called Let's Talk Torah with Rabbi Svi, and he was telling me how he did that. He paid people. He went. He, he tried that, and he, he had to pick like three countries, and I think he picked the UK, Israel, and I think it was Nigeria. He's like, I didn't want to pay for you get likes in the U.S. because it was too much money. I was like, man, don't be a stereotype. But anyway, sorry, Svi, I love your show. <laughs> I do. His show's great. He's so funny. Anyway, um, but MySpace, th- like that, if I had had the messages there, then yes, that is something I could probably submit. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That was, I had some interesting stuff on MySpace, too. Yeah. Um, I remember um, every now and then, cause like I said, I'm a, I'm a teacher. Yeah. And uh, I, I put myself into Google every now and then just to make sure that nothing comes up that, like, if a student types in my name, I don't want them to see. Yeah. And I guess for some reason, um, like my second year teaching, like four or five years ago, um, all my MySpace photos became public. So it was like pictures of me with like 40s in my hands and like smoking rolled cigarettes, looking like joints and stuff. Yeah. Like, oh my God, I'm like going to get fired. So yeah. I like spend like 20 minutes trying to remember my password. Yeah. Because I didn't use that email address anymore, so I couldn't do like a recovery. Yeah. And then I had to like go and delete it all. And it was, it was a thing. For me, I, I did. I went through some some hoops to get uh in, in, get access to some old accounts. I this is I I'm no longer a, a Comcast customer, but when I was, I was able to actually create create an email that was a it was the same because I at the time I was a Comcast customer. This is early two thousand early early two thousands, and I used a specific email account. And since I, I, I stopped, I canceled, I moved away, and, then, you know, that email became available again. So I was like, well, I don't remember my my password or anything, and I can't say, oh, well, recover password because I'm going to send it to, the, to an email that doesn't exist. And then I had this idea. I was like, well, what if I go in and just create the new email, the same thing, which actually worked. Really? Yeah, it worked. Yeah, I was able to get into uh, that, that. I think that's how I was able to get into my live journal. Okay. Yeah, and then I just changed the the email because I don't know why I kept it, but why the hell not? Uh, it's very hard for anyone to find. So digital hoarding. I do digital hoard. Do you? Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's great. It's a lot cleaner than real hoarding. Yeah, you know, like Dropbox, Google Drive. Um, I can't remember Microsoft's. One, but yeah, no, it is called Microsoft One, I think, or something like that. Anyway, or OneDrive. Yeah, I I will hoard on online uh, cloud storage. Uh, I was trying to clear my desktop the other day, and there's stuff there. I'm like, oh, I don't need this, but maybe I do. And I didn't delete a single thing. I just put it all in separate fo- different folders. I just yeah. kind of shuffled it around. Yeah, yeah, that's what I do. I try to categorize things and try to just. Uh, see that? See that's the stuff. I you know, it's not. It's not stories. It's not journal entries. But this weird hoarding thing, things that I hold on to, that would be, yeah, I would I would be up there. Everyone's like, God, dude, shut up. That's embarrassing. Why are you even telling people this? Well, it's all part of Mortified. It is. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I have little to no shame. So I don't. So whether I, fi- I find it to be mortifying or not, I guess, for, for me. I don't know. I, I mean, 
I have no problem. Obviously, I'm on the radio, so I'll say just about fucking anything, you know? Right. Especially if you have, like, a few minutes you got to fill in some time. Like, oh, God. <laughs> bullshit. Yeah, I can bullshit. I bullshit two hours before. I did a few weeks ago. Well, I usually do it every time I'm on air. <laughs> but let's let's take a quick break. I have queued up. I Actually, I have the speakeasies queued up. And we will be back in just a moment with Jimmy Mortified Detroit on Mortified Joint New Radio Media.
Sleeping right between your hands And I know I should have run back 
dead Lord But if I did I never had a chance She comes upon me like a trance I'm like a little town now She pulls the strings in my heart to the Motor City Juke Giant right here on that new radio media, our new home in uh, Farmington Hills. Yeah, all the way in Farmington Hills. It's a good time. I'm Ben Rose. Kate is out once again. Uh, that was some brand new 44 Territories. They don't even have a name for it yet. They just, uh, it's the first time performing it anywhere, first recording of it. They said, well, it's kind of swampy-ass sounding, so I actually have it listed here as swamp-ass. Because, you know, that's the only time anyone's going to like Swamp Ass. I am joined in the studio here with Jimmy. How's it going? Good. How are you? Fantastic. Awesome. So, aside from Mortified, but before I get to that, if you'd like to call in with your embarrassing story, if you'd like to contribute, since whatever, that's what we're talking about, Jake. We're talking about diaries and live journals. Yeah. Whatever. It's a whole point. Yeah, it's a whole point. So you have an embarrassing story? 
Do you have one? Yeah, you're on. Oh, nice. Most embarrassing story of my entire life. Turn that volume up for me. There you go. You got me better? Yeah, a little bit. Most embarrassing story? Yeah. Oh, all right. So I was driving home the other day. <laughs> the most embarrassing story happened the other day. Okay, go ahead. All right. And you ever get that feeling that you think you're going to fart? Did you shart? You uh, played shit, fart, gamble, and lost. Straight pooped. <laughs> <laughs> oh. There was a nice little... And then boom. And then I like got home and I thought it was still just a fart. But I felt the wetness and it was more than a Hershey squirt. <laughs> Oh, it was a solid, like, oh. I had to throw those boxers away. Oh, wonderful. Yep. I, you know, I heard some in- interesting stories over the weekend about poo. Wow, the show. This is where it's gone. I feel like it turned to feces last time I was on. It always. This show always <laughs> turns to feces for some reason. Ben, how often do you poop? Do I poop? At yeah. least once a day, but I have IBS. Yeah, so sometimes it have to go more than once. It happens. I poop, I poop once or twice a day. The other day was like four. It was, it was something was wrong. If you take, I think if you if if you take more than two, like after your shower, after you have a shower, then you that it might nullify the shower. Wait, are you like not supposed to poop after you take a shower? No, I'm just saying, like it makes you feel dirty. Like yeah, oh, your butt's not clean anymore. Yeah, like like at least you have to touch it up. Oh, no, it doesn't make me feel dirty at all. It's just a poop. Okay. I don't really understand that feeling. Okay. Your ass must not be nearly as hairy as mine. Oh, yeah. No, my poops are just brutal. It's like miso soup. Oh, good God. See, that's what would make... <laughs> that's what would make, give me a reason to actually, like, wash your ass. My ass smells like freaking flowers. Okay, then. Okay. All right. There is a corpse flower that smells like hot garbage and shit. And uh, it was at a... Um, Belle Isle. Oh yeah. Last last spring. Yeah. That was pretty cool. Okay. That's really yeah yeah that actually is pretty cool. How about you guys in the in there? You, uh, Drew? No, Lenard's like nope. <laughs> well, I mean, not in terms of like poop. Well, does that to be pooped? I mean, did you keep a diary or anything that had had something embarrassing? Just anything embarrassing, not poop related. Well. You know what? Preferably not poop related. Okay, yeah. Jake's got it covered. <laughs> well, um, hmm, let me think here. Um, you know what? I can't really think of anything right now. I know I have some stories, but uh, I'm at a loss for words right now after what Jake put <laughs> out there on the airwaves. Yeah. I have um, a, uh, a relative whose mm-hmm. name I'm not going to share just in case he's listening. <laughs> um, who um, thought he had to fart while him and his wife were in the shower, and he sharted with his wife in the shower with him on her. Uh, I, I, he didn't give me that information. It could have been, but that, either way, I mean, that would have been amazing. That's an <laughs> awesome story, dear Live Journal. I, sh- I sharted on my wife today. Oh, you know, what's up? Did you always have a diary? Or is it no, like- no. The live journal thing, it was just, it was uh, a woman I was with. This honestly was my longest relationship ever. She had talked me into uh, getting a live journal to put some thoughts down. 
you know, I have some anger management issues. So they're like, yeah, just talk about stuff. And I'm like, why the fuck do I have this? Both entries. Why the fuck do I have this? You know, Thomas Jefferson owned owned uh, journal. Yeah. You know, all the time. He's a badass. Yeah. Nothing wrong with journaling. I do have. Journaling's fantastic. I do keep journals of stuff that I work on, um, because I do build you know things. I. I don't want to go as far as the word uh, inventor, but I, I, I work in the garage. And I'll build um, shit. I, well, like uh, reproduction of guitar, uh, vintage guitar amps and uh, effects pedals. I'll build all the all kinds of other whatever devices, and I, and so my journals are um, basically I'm keeping records of what I tried, things that you know that that worked, things that didn't. Uh, blueprints, shit like that, little drawings. So they're not feelings. Sure, I probably could break them out and see and just read things that fucking failed. How many things did Ben blow up today? Right. I mean that. I would read that. Yeah. I would listen to that. Yeah. So I really. I, this is a weird thing for me to say. I find the smell of. Um, of a printed circuit board burning that weird there's a like an ozone smell i love it really yeah i do i love it like burn like electronics that 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 they that, that, that caught on fire oh it's a i know i'm a sick fuck for loving that that is not a good smell no it's not it's not but i i do enjoy it and I, that's i've a lot of prototypes things that i've worked on have caught on fire <laughs> you know but whatever it's fine anyway uh <laughs> That see that those I I try to turn what something that might be embarrassing into like okay that's kind of funny like right away. So you kept a journal or a diary oh, or unfortunately I I tried many times in high school and it just it never caught on right um, and then um when I was twenty one I was in Ireland for a couple months and I kept the journal then but um I wrote mostly pencil and I was drunk most of the time so I can't read I cannot like read any of it well Ireland well you know. Drunk, yeah, okay. I, it, it's fitting, but it doesn't lend itself to being um, able to read the diet or the journal, right? I I, I can't really, like decipher a single word from it. Well, maybe you have to get that level of drunk again, then try to do it. Maybe I don't know if you've ever watched the show Archer. Yeah, yeah. There was an episode of Archer where uh, what was it like? Um, some passwords were changed. Were, were changed. And, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Cyril changed the password, and Pam's like, "You gotta have to get drunk." Yeah. Yeah, because he, cha- he what changed the password and spend all the money on some stupid shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's accidentally and imbe- drunkenly embezzled. Oh, I love it. It's one of my favorites. Anything that the the guy that does Archer's voice, everything he touches is H- amazing. H. John Benjamin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's awesome. Uh, Archer, Bob's Burgers, which I didn't quite like at first. He also used to do um, Doctor Katz. He played Doctor Katz's son. I and, didn't know that. Yeah, and then uh, Home Movies. Home Movies is one of my favorites. He was Coach McGurk. Uh, and he was all uh, H. John Benjamin was in the uh, he was the voice of the of the can in uh, the original uh, Wet Hot American Summer. And then they had him actually alive because I guess he had died and turned into a can of vegetables. But when they did like the prequel, it was just it was him as in. You know. And he does not look anything like Archer. No, not at all. So if they, you know, I know that there's been talks of doing a live action Archer movie and they want John Hamm to play Archer, but still have H. John Benjamin's voice. <laughs> he also did a, I want to say he did a jazz record where um he had like a, hired a professional 
jazz bassist and professional drummer. Yes. And played piano, though he has no clue how to play piano. So it's just him just banging on keys? Basically, yeah. That's amazing. And it sold out. Really? Oh, okay. Now, see, I have to, I have to search for this. H. John Benjamin's jazz record. Okay. What are they really giggling about? What? In there? These guys? Oh, okay. I thought they were doing something behind me. I actually... Okay. Jazz. Wow. H. John Benjamin. Jazz. I can't play piano. Oh, my God. This is amazing. I can't play more than 15 seconds of it at the moment. We don't have we don't have they, they, we don't have licensing for that. So that way I can play local music or music that bands have given me, you know, or, or approval for. So I can't play unless H. John Benjamin says, "Hey Ben, you can play my music." Well, maybe he'll call in, give us an embarrassing story, and then give you some uh, yeah license to play it. Oh my God! There's a photo of him dressed like Evil Knievel at the piano. This is amazing. I my, I'm not the best pianist. I I can play a little bit. Yeah, I dabble. I can I, do the like twelve bar blues. Oh no thing. shit! Dun, 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 that, that's that's about it. Yeah, you know, stick with the guitar, right? Yeah, yeah. So, okay, so I um, your so what's your most embarrassing story? <laughs> yeah, fuck you. <laughs> I was trying to avoid it. My most embarrassing story. I will think of it. I will think of it. Um, man, I, I know some things that other people find embarrassing, find to be embarrassing. I just don't, you know, uh, I guess like being able to say this, you know, revealing this is just something that, you know, maybe other people wouldn't say, but, um, the previously mentioned, uh, relationship left me with a little what to call like PTSD, whatever. So, you know, things didn't bother me that would bother other people. So 11 years of that. Oh, but I I could say that uh, I've gone out on dates that, uh, I thought were a date and they weren't. Oh, or and to me. <laughs> actually, vice versa. I've actually I've actually gone out and somebody you know hung out with somebody that thought it was a date and it, and, and it, it clearly wasn't. Uh, but I've also gone out, gone out on dates where neither one of us knew it was a date until years later. We're like, oh shit, that was a date. That's what happened with uh, my wife and I. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Um. We went to um. What was it? It was a show at the old Miami. Oh it my was, god. Um, it was a benefit for a children's hospital and um we we just hung out because um my friend maggie was supposed to go with me and she didn't go so but um uh my wife candace went and i pretended to be her boyfriend because this really creepy dude was kept on hanging her all night yeah and then i just turned to a date yeah i you know i know i know the event that uh those events you're talking about they used to be yearly at the old miami uh an ex-girlfriend of mine used to be the photographer for all of them. Okay. Um, what year was this? Um, I want to say 08. 08? Okay, yeah, yeah. She was a photographer for those. And I think the last one they, they did was 2010. 
Yeah. It was like um, September uh, 12th, 2010. Or was it? Oh, no, 11th. Because it, it competed with one of my shows. Ah. Yeah. Yeah, we went to uh, 08 and 09. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, there was a lot of, a lot of good bands at, the, at those shows. Yeah. Uh, I was never able to make it to any of them. I always had something going on like i like i said like the with the the last one that they did i had had um i had a show at smalls i i think that that was something that 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 initially started to raise money for somebody that lied about having cancer so that that like the second year on they started doing it for like the children's oh really you know, the, I didn't yeah know that. um i'm trying to remember what it was called was it like was it called like 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 punk fest or yeah it was called punk fest punk fest and um, let's see, I want I, I want to like totally. Well, I I don't want to be. What's the word I'm looking for? I don't want to give the, like the wrong information. Like totally call, like put somebody on blast and and it be wrong. Uh, but okay, so. This this is another thing that it's able I'm able to do that I couldn't at the other station. <laughs> um, let's see. So I I, I want to say that there was somebody that had had said that they had cancer and they were trying to raise money for them, and it was totally yes, okay. They were trying to benefit, and I, you know what? Fuck it, I'm going to call this guy out. He went by Joey Boop, Boop Boy because if you're going to pretend to have cancer, you know, uh, it, thing to do. Yeah, it is. Yeah, pretend you have cancer to get people. All right, so here, here's here's the article. The article it says you, you, you know, if you've not heard it yet, that Joey Joe Boop Boy. I'm not going to say his last name. Just still, uh, the, the, there was a benefit show. Uh, that made a lot of money, but he didn't have cancer. All right, a lot of a lot of people donated money, and he had been in the punk scene, Detroit punk scene, for years, and he he basically screwed a lot of people out, you know, people over, you know. So, um, you know, it turns out that he was he was lying to everyone. Uh, he had been uh, he, there were actually people even taking him to go to Carmanos for chemo, and. When he got there, he took off with all the money, and he went and basically went and spent all the money on drugs. That seems really elaborate to yeah. get some money from a, a punk benefit, right? And apparently, there, Carmanos had no record of him for the previous twelve months of him going in there for, for treatment at all. Interesting. Yeah. So what year? What, what year was that? Oh, oh shit. It doesn't really say because I think that this this article was written right after this was um this was two thousand seven. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So that's it, the year before the one I went to. Right. With um the state death and custody, which is a band I've I've booked. Uh, Gutterpunks, Pitbull, General Bastard, uh, Ratfinks, Jepetophiles, Slain Hussein's the Manginas, Hand Me Downs, and Cavity Creeps, which the singer from Cavity Creeps died. Uh, a, few, a couple years ago, of um, uh, he had diabetes and just didn't take care of himself. So, right. yeah, what sucks? Yeah. You know, if you have diabetes, take care of yourself. They were a good band. Yeah, cavity cavity creeps. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I, I kind of remember them. 
and, you know, and I have, I have this, I have a huge, huge uh, amount of uh, local punk music from 79 to 2008. I, I found it, this, somebody had compiled a shit ton of bands. It is not even complete, but it's like five gigs of just of lo- local punk oh, music. Awesome. Yeah. And I actually, I have it all loaded here because I can play those songs because they're <laughs> local. local. Yeah. So I can play bands like, um, meat men or, um, like a toxic shock syndrome, which ended up evolving into the clots. I think that there's a theme. There, yeah, you know, a yeah. Bit. There, there's a period theme, <laughs> a, period. a menstruation theme, menstruation theme. Yes, but there, and you know, there's, um, man, like I, I'm trying. I, I didn't separate them by just local. There's just um, pure bastard extract. Uh, I don't know if you're familiar with that band. No, but that's, or, an, that's an awesome <laughs> name. name. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the boom in the Legion of Doom. Uh, there's sh- fuck. Uh, like uh, bumping uglies, which I'm sure you're familiar with bumping uglies, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, Bubba, who's in another, he has another band called Her Dark Host. It's like kind of a, like a dark, like Danzig, like level oh, really? metal. Oh, yeah. Heard them. And uh, I'm trying to get him on the show. But he he actually. Bounces at Smalls. He was working the door that night, and when you played with Flatfoot Fifty Six, mm-hmm. who has been uh, uh, not a guest in the studio, but they uh, Flatfoot Fifty Six called in. We did a phone interview, which was a great show. You guys were great, Thank and you. you were definitely having a good time when Flatfoot Fifty Six oh, yeah. was on stage. I I haven't really been to too many concerts the past couple months. Yeah. This uh. I got I got a kid now, which is awesome and a lot yeah. of fun, but it's keeping me in a bit more. So yeah, and I'm, I'm sure that has actually affected you being able to even play out. Right? Yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah, we've uh, been pretty. We've never been really super active, but we're pretty inactive the past year. Yes, um, and that's actually part of why um, Mortified took a little bit of a break. Yes, because I had to step out for a few months. Yeah. Um, but uh, now that I'm kind of learning how to to balance things, I'm back in action. Right. Um, and uh, yeah, it's. Been a good year. Yeah, good. Been fun. Good. Now, do you ha- you don't have any shows lined up yet? Right now. Uh, not yet. No, no. Okay. Um, we're uh, we I, uh, my uh, myself and my drummer have contacted a few uh, promoters trying to get some opening gigs. Yeah, you know, maybe eventually. Yeah, um, I'm gonna try and get something lined up pretty soon, probably. Okay. Well, I know that this show is would like uh, ultimately would like to have quarterly show like uh, events, you know, but we. Uh, Kate and I also go out and do. Uh, we will DJ at shows like we did at the uh, Black uh, Black Irises. They had the Blackout Barbecue. We had the Magic Stick. Which have you been to Magic Stick since its 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 return to its? No, I haven't. Is it fucking amazing? Is it's, it? It's clean. The bathrooms are clean. Nice. They have attendance. Really? Uh, oh yeah, it's beautiful. It's beautiful, and there's. I think well, there's three bars in in in, in there, and then one on the patio. And tonight at the Magic Stick, you should go check out Open Mic Night with Adam. Nice plug. They have Open Mic Night. Oh. Yeah, on, on Tuesday, and every Tuesday that they don't have an event. Uh huh. Yeah. So I don't know who thought it was a good idea to make that a, a electronic dance club. I don't know. I don't know. I think everyone saw that failing. Oh, I did. Yeah, 
It's awful. Fucking awful. I would I couldn't I, I'm not a huge EDM fan. I don't know how about you. I, I can do a little bit of it like very, very rarely if it's like in the background, but Yeah. For the most part it gives me like really gives me a headache. Yeah. Like, boom, boom. And then you get into dubstep. <sighs> Sounds like a bunch of farts. Farts, transformers, fucking uh, that that sound of you know with the nitrous oxide and it's you know the wah, 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 right. If yeah. You've ever had that at the dentist? Mm-hmm. The dentist, um, right? right. Not, not my friend's basement with a giant tank. Right. Oh man, You're, uh, you know your school. students are listening, right? <laughs> <laughs> no. Maybe. Maybe. Okay. Hi, kids. Yeah. Wow. Well, man, okay, so you're, you are in a band, and do your students know? Um, they know I'm in a band. They don't know the name of the band. They don't, haven't heard any of the music. Um, okay. I, uh, I mention it rarely because sometimes I can kind of throw it in for lessons just to kind of like yeah. put myself in it to make it a bit more interesting. But yeah. I try to just break, um, like brush the subject, not really right, okay. get into it. Okay. I feel like if I was like walking around like, I'm in a band, guys. You don't want to be that dude. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I brought my guitar to class, guys. Want to hear me play a song? Yeah, that teacher. Yeah. I think everybody maybe had a teacher like that at some mm-hmm. point. Yeah. Yeah. And no one likes that teacher. No. No one likes a teacher that's trying to be cool. No. I had well, I had one teacher in, in, uh, in school that was – she was really young. So she was actually – she was pretty cool. I mean she was pretty much fresh out of, out of college – she had, had go, it was a private school. She had gone there, so she, you know, she knew the environment. She knew the environment. She was pretty cool. Now, other teachers there, I had one that was constantly would come in hammered. She was a mess. Coffee stains. It was just like, like if there was a female Nick Nolte. <laughs> Teaching used to be a different game. Yeah, just to, especially at a private school. Yeah, you could do whatever you wanted. Oh, I, yeah. there's like smoking rooms. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, th- this school that that it was, it there were we were uh, um, the year before I went there. Apparently, the students were, were had actually got together and petitioned to get rid of the uniforms. So the, the school responded. I said, okay, well, if you don't, nobody wants uniforms. We're just not going to force you. So they were pretty progressive as far as like listening to what the student, students wanted you know mm. there was no smoking and you know uh, during school hours period by any of the staff they weren't allowed to smoke if you if, if they were going to smoke they had to wait till after and it had to be in their car and it had they have to be driving away right so you know, nowhere near the nowhere near the school which you know makes sense yeah, it may, yeah to me it, may, it makes sense uh there we had the ability to to go far you know go ahead i mean if if you were if you were smart and you were able to to test out of things you did oh that's cool yeah i know i i did i started college at 16 so yeah um so that was cool that was a cool cool thing about going to a small private school and, and it was it was not a, like a uh there was there was no no religious element to it which i was so grateful uh despite it being in an old church the private school I went to was not like that. It was very, very, very religious. Oh, yeah? It was, it was we, terrible. But uh, local one? Uh, oh, yeah. It was Trinity Lutheran and Utica and Haw Road and Van Dyke. Oh, I know. I know where that is. I absolutely do know where that is. 
Yeah. How, uh, it was not fun. No, not fun. No. no. How? Um. What was you? How many? How many did you graduate with? What was your class? Um. Well, I I went there till eighth grade. I think there was like a hundred kids in the eighth grade. Okay. All right. So you didn't graduate from there. No, no. I went to a, a public high school. I went to Henry Ford the second. Oh, that's right. Because you graduated with Nicole. And, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I Henry for the second. My it was funny is my dad would every time would go down in fifty three, and he would say yeah, that right over there behind where that school school is is where is where I grew up. And I'm like okay, <laughs> <laughs> you know back when that before there was a school, right? Uh, so yeah, yeah, okay. Um, and I'm I'm assuming you grew that's the area you grew up in. Yeah, I grew up at like nineteen in Shaner. Okay, yeah, okay, all right. So. For someone that didn't keep a diary or a journal, how did you get invo- involved with Mortified, or is it? Th- so um, Nicole actually um, got involved with it first um, by being um, who's all, Nicole is my singer, yeah. singer in my band, and uh, also one of the producers. Um, she um, was going to be a storyteller in the Chicago um, chapter. Okay, and then um, she contacted Dave, who is kind of the, the head of the program. And said, "Hey, if you ever open up a chapter in Detroit, let me know. I w- I'd love to be a, pr- a producer." Okay. And then they were looking for more producers. I said, "Hey, I mean, like, throw my name in the hat. That sounds awesome." Then yeah. I, so I kind of got into it through uh, through Nicole. Okay, cool. Yeah. Uh, so I'm still I I, I still to this day kind of laugh at some of those stories about uh, the one about the the, the thong, you know. But, oh yeah, yeah. That one still. La- yeah. I, I still laugh about that. There, um, when she was reading through her stuff, there was a lot of stuff that like we just couldn't fit. But yeah, Nicole led a really funny, interesting life. Right. Yeah, you know, and it, it's like I have some pretty. If I sat down and really thought about it, I know that there's quite a few fun stories that I could tell. Uh, a lot of interesting things I can say about my siblings. Mm-hmm. Uh, should I? I might. I should. I fuck it. The I one should. About your brother? What? Which one? About um, the 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 dolphin? Yes, the dolphin suit. Yes. Okay. All right. So, <laughs> and my mom is listening too. You know what's funny is my the first the first time I talked about that on air, he was listening. <laughs> he was, and he texted me about it. So Dan, my my little brother, who is, he's seven years younger than than me, but he's not little. You know, he is six foot, I think almost six foot three. And he was on a class trip to, ah, fuck, I think they went to like Six Flags or something. There's something for a band. And he won this giant dolphin, stuffed dolphin. It was like life size. It was like the thing about this, he's six foot, we'll just use six foot three as an, as, as, just for, for scale. The dolphin was bigger than that. Giant dolphin. Giant dolphin. He gutted it, right? Tried to flush all the little styrofoam balls into the toilet. It's clogged the toilet. So, you know, hotel rooms, they have those, like, shit platform beds So that are, like, basically there's nothing underneath it. You know, just a big hollow box. So he filled, those, they filled that up with the, the styrofoam. Climbed inside of it, and it's, it's like his, his goal was, I'm getting in that, that, that pool, the hotel pool, Right. Gets in the elevator and starts working his way across the lobby, and he gets tackled before he, by by like security. Like no, you know he can get to the pool. I'll, you know, 
see, I wish I could. I, actually, like my Dan, my my brother Dan could get involved in that because he has stories of dumb things that he's done, and there's like stuff that him and I have done. Uh, there was a, you know what, Dan, I'm putting you on blast on all this stuff. I'm just going to, I'm just saying this because we, we also used to work together at a bowling alley and during the summer bowling at most bowling alleys are closed. Dan worked in the back behind the machines as a mechanic and I worked up front and managing front. He, during the summer had to come up and use the bathroom, but earlier in the day, he realized that he had forgot his belt and couldn't keep his pants up. So he used zip ties to hold his pants together. Right. So he gets into there in, into the bathroom, pull manages to pull his pants down. Cause he doesn't have anything to cut the zip tie. Does his number two. He poops, <laughs> realizes there's no toilet paper. So he can't pull his pants up or anything. Well, why would you, but you know, if you have to wipe, so he waddles out of the men's room into the women, you go to the women's room, all on security camera. So that was not probably not the first time nor the last time that those security cameras saw my brother's ass. <laughs> so, oh my God, he's gonna hate me. So this one time, <laughs> Dan decides he's gonna shave his whole body for some reason, and it's in the summer. And he comes into work, and he's wad- he's like walking all like he's waddling. I was just like, "What's wrong, Dan?" <laughs> I shaved my whole body. He shaved his ass crack, and it was starting to grow in. Oh, that's not fun. No. And it's like, it, like he, he has no shame. He doesn't care. Yeah, this is it's. Yeah, I, I can relate. I think it must be be something. Did Dan, by any chance, keep a journal? I don't know. Dan, if you kept the journal, please call in. Yeah, Dan. <laughs> you should. You should have a journal. Or go to mortified.com and submit to be a participant. That's right. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So we are going to take another quick break. Flat uh, 56, that, that'd that be a good uh, good thing to go. And, on, and you've listened to their new album? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I um, listened to it um, the whole week I was sitting in my classroom. Okay. It's really good. I like it a lot. All right. Uh, what's your favorite track off that one? Um, the first one uh, about the Tycods. Tycob? Yeah. 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 Who was a bastard, an absolute like horrible human being, mm-hmm. but a great baseball player. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. All right. Uh, we'll be back in just a moment. Here's Flatfoot 56 with Ty Cobb on new on. I'm getting ahead of myself on Motor City Jew Giant here on New Radio Media. Let's go. 
mind the slap and echo, it's true She comes no surprise And don't avert your eyes As the sharpest fleets in baseball come for you
Uh, you're listening to the Motor City Jew Joint right here on New Radio Media. In fact, we're on the Arts and Entertainment channel. You should check that out. Yeah. What are you looking at, Jay? Looking at you. I know, right? Yeah. And we're joined here by Jimmy from Mortified Detroit and the Speakeasies, a great band. Check them out. How's it going? It's going. So if you'd like to call in with a, with a story, if you want to read a page out of your journal, your diary, your live journal, your dead journal, uh, or maybe some embarrassing Facebook post, because you know damn well some of you have some. All of you. If you Facebook overshared. I hate that. <laughs> uh, so if you want to call in and tell us a story, uh, it's 844-999-9249. That's 844-999-9249. Do we want to give a couple tickets to whoever has the most embarrassing one? Yeah, we can do that. If you have an embarrassing story and you think that it's going to... To the November 25th show? Yeah. You want to do that? Yeah. In Let's Ferndale? do that. Let's do Fantastic, that. Fantastic, fabulous Fact, Ferndale? I'm going to... Yeah, right? Yeah. My, my experience... My living experience <laughs> in Ferndale was not fucking stellar. Um, anyway, yeah. I'm going to post that. Uh, yeah. Just that, that way, you know. People see it. Uh, so, Facebook oversharing because that's that's an embarrassing thing. Because just I, I I look back at Facebook memories, and that's the thing that I think maybe get maybe in, will get me like fuck, damn it, you know why did why you know I and I'll see people like ex-girlfriends will leave nasty comments on things or I'll get tagged in some Facebook overshare, you know, like the, like the small scale version of a Taylor Swift song, you know, cause Taylor Swift's every, all of her songs are essentially Facebook oversharing. You know, I think guys date her just so they can have a song about them. That's not a bad idea. Right. Yeah. Uh, anyway, do you deal with 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 the Facebook uh, memories and all that stuff? I'm or? dealing with um, people tagging me in crazy conspiracy theories. Oh, I had to go through so go through it that. Looks and clear like it, yeah. I believe these crazy conspiracy theories. Yeah, and then for some reason I've been getting like these like super right wing advertisements on Facebook, and I'm not super ultra right wing. No, no neither am I. Because I'm because I'm getting tagged in these like crazy conspiracy theories. Yeah, that uh, Facebook has the wrong idea about me. Right. Uh, there's a way you can set Facebook to, like, not choose um, your the advertisements based on what you look at. Because I do know that there was a couple of people talking about um, – talking to, talking to me about, about websites that they would go to, other social media sites, and it would start to suggest people that they were friends with on that, on that other social media site on Facebook and then they were on dating sites and then on that dating site they were getting the same friend suggest- getting friend suggestions hmm. it's like what's uh and, and you know what's well, so much of our information is being shared. yeah it's- yeah and it's 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 weird it's weird I know that Facebook seems to know everything that I've everything I buy you know that's just weird I didn't my crazy conspiracy theory that I do believe in is that uh, our microphones on our phone are always on, and Google like tries to like find keywords and advertise based upon those keywords. Right. Well, maybe it's true. Maybe it's not. maybe maybe it, it, I mean, it, it's 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 possible. Uh, 
you you know that recently there was an episode of South Park that they intentionally fucked with people that have like the Amazon uh, Alexa because I, I don't know if you're familiar with this device. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, apparently in the episode there were uh, characters that were speaking that were directly to the Alexa, not ordering things for you, but basically filling up your shopping cart with items that you would never want, like awful things. Uh, I didn't. I haven't seen the episode. I read an article. I have it set. You know, like okay, I gotta catch up on it. But I haven't seen any of the new up, new season yet. I haven't seen. I haven't seen any of it in a long time. And I keep being. I'm. I'm. I'm told frequently to check out Rick and Morty. Have you seen this? I've seen a couple episodes. Um, I'm probably gonna get a lot of anger. I'm not a huge, huge fan. Yeah. I. I mean, I. I haven't seen any of them. So. Got a. Yeah. Well. Uh, Painting. Yeah, yeah, we have someone here that that painted that, and he oh, just we needed painting. to put something on these walls because the walls are so bare. That's that's the one thing about this room is that it's so it's sterile. Mm-hmm. So I have this that was pinstriped by a guest. Uh, it was on my my last my very last show at the other station, which we we did a, a bit about swallowing a goldfish, a live goldfish on air, which we can't do here because there's cameras, and <laughs> I won't go into that story. But the story was really funny. Was and, it they try to throw it back up? Well, there was gagging involved, and ah. yeah, it's, it, you know, it was pro- it was probably one of the best episodes on that station. We had more callers than any other any other episode because we were gonna like how many you had to get so many callers to get this guy to, to swallow the goldfish, and he had been a guest many times he also would listen to the show from his bathtub every sunday night i think he called in uh yeah the first time we were on yeah so we had him and his wife and uh, their their friend on because they were putting together this car show up in burton i think called it was a it, it was it was a car show slash art show so they, they kind of had to be related so pinstriping is related to right. cars and art right and also he's a pinstriper so they came on and they talked about their event and they tub swallowed a goldfish and gagged and threw it up and it was it was fun. And yeah, that was it. <laughs> End of story. It's not a good story, but it's a story. Uh, that was told. It was told. Yeah, and it happened. And unfortunately, the archives for, for all those shows is not available anymore. But this is what I'm going to do. All the all of the old podcasts of the shows from the previous station, I will – the ones that I have, I'm going to make available soon uh, to listen to. And I'm going to cut out anything that references the other station because I probably should. That would be a good thing. Probably, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so we're giving away two tickets to Mortified Detroit on what is it? That's just, uh, November twenty fifth. Yes. Oh, let me double check that. On here, giving the wrong information, possibly. Yep, November twenty fifth. Okay. And uh, we got some uh, some good stories lined up. Um, the one about give too much away just to keep the mystery makes it a bit funnier. Right. But, um, it's, it's good. It's solid. Um, were you at the, um, the second, the second one we did? No. Uh, I, I, I remember I, tr- I tried getting a hold of you to, to have you, have you come in to talk about it, but I, I, maybe I was a little bit too late on that. I don't, I, I don't know. That was, that was, um, what, November? 
Yeah. Or last, no. No. Our, last one was um. April or May. Oh okay. Oh, yeah. Well, my my show on uh, on on the other station ended uh, April 9th. Okay. So that it was probably after that, mm. right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I put it out there that this is that we're looking for stories. I put made this post on Facebook. I'm actually posting it on my own personal Facebook. Yeah, I do that sometimes. Uh, it's not tech, It's not a Facebook overshare. <laughs> we want your your stories. Anybody, you guys have already. You're all good, right? Leonard's not going to tell his story because I, he was, when we asked earlier, he was nope. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm yeah, I'm trying to think of something embarrassing that I could, um, I could I, that I've done. I mean, I've there's I, I'm sure there's something. I shared this the the um the last time we were on yeah. with Nicole, but um, mine's probably when I was in Ireland, um. I met a girl at a bar, and um, I had some friends that I met some friends over there that were having a party. So I invited her to go to the party with me. Yeah. And then I proceeded to get insanely shit faced. Oh, right. To the point where I pissed myself. Ah. Uh-huh. And then, um, in in the awesome state of mind I was, I thought, oh, if I just like splash some water on, on like my shirt, yeah. people will think I just had I just got messy while washing my hands. So I threw some water on my shirt and then went back to the party like nothing happened. And then try to get a kiss goodnight, which did not end well. So that was kind of embarrassing. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah, I was like, no, man, you smell like piss. <laughs> and you're drunk. Like, no, 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 I was just washing my hands. It's fine, girl. Uh, yeah, I mean, aren't you into that? <laughs> oh, man. Um, yeah, wow. You know, so... Okay, hold on. Okay. All right, Drew, do you want me to say that? I mean, yeah, that's fine. Okay. Well, well, you're on. You can say. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, well, um, I mean, I've always enjoyed writing. I, I acquired that skill from my mom. Yeah. And, um, you know, during high school and even parts of like late middle school whether you know like seventh and eighth grade i would write um like poetry i mean there were there were raps because i was in rap music and i would do the rhyme scheme or any and stuff like that but it was nothing vulgar or anything like that or suggestive like most rap music is today um but at, at one point in high school i wrote a bunch of different uh poems and I would choose like a instrumental beat to actually pull it up, put it. My buddy used to use this editing software. We he just put the instrumental on there, like from YouTube, yeah. and then I would just go over with a microphone like this yeah. on his computer, and then just uh, do my lyrics. And sometimes on my Facebook memories, they do pop up. If you're looking for a good laugh, I'll have to tag you in it next time. Oh yeah, hell but, yeah. Yeah. So. Um, that was one thing, like, if you wanted to consider that as keeping a journal, it's something I did regularly into my senior year of high school, and I enjoyed it, so. Yeah, keeping, um, like, um, lyrics is definitely something that we um, count as journaling. Same with um, even, like, artwork and drawings, things like that. 
anything that's like a um, primary source on your past as a child that's embarrassing, we want. Um, and the cool thing is, um, Ben, you kind of mentioned uh, in the beginning of the show that how um, you might be kind of embarrassed to go on stage. Yeah. But um, the environment at these performances is so cool because everyone is on your side and everyone like wants you wants you to end the story on a on a positive note that it's almost like an empowering experience giving um telling telling your story because right. um people aren't there like laughing at you as much as like laughing with you on this embarrassing moment because they in can your life. feel you they kind of can right. feel your pain a little bit whether yeah. we wrote it down or not we've all had those exact same moments and uh, it's really cool way to like to share with the entire room and yeah. kind of have like this like really cool moment where like everyone's like yeah that's that's like yeah 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 shit happens right right um damn you know th- th- this this is something i probably should have just thought about I, c- I could probably could have spent the entire day trying to think of uh something and i'd be like all right i'll have it i should i should have thought about it <laughs> it'll come to you right when we sign off right you know what it probably will so man um Hmm. I think, but, but you know, a lot of it's just—it's just probably not that embarrassing. But um, any poop stories? Who doesn't have a poop story? Come on now. Uh, okay. Well, that's—that's that's not my poop, but when <laughs> I mean, it was someone's poop when I was in first couple. Of, Years of college, I'm like, uh, I think it's probably like my third year. Uh, you had this really early computer programming class. Just, just too early to be thinking about that level, that level of st- anything. Would go in, and every day in the in the men's room, someone wrote would write "poop" in "poop" on the wall. Every day. Finally, they caught the guy. Guy looked like Jesus. It's like Jesus is right. Poop on the wall. <laughs> he called the shit poop. <laughs> that would be Jesus, right? It would be someone like Jesus. Yeah. Oh, so in Ferndale, you live in, you because you you're yep. uh, in Ferndale. You when I say the name Junkie Jesus, do you know who I'm talking about? Um, is it one of the guys on Eight Mile? Yeah. Who? Woodward? Yeah. Who? Yeah. Wear, who normally will wear nothing but shorts, looks like Jesus, and is clearly high out of his damn mind. Mm-hmm. A couple weeks ago, I was in Meyer. At the Dayton Woodward, and he was in there running around, screaming no. and gibberish, and he started to follow me. And oh. security is there, and you know, there's a there's a a, uh, a Detroit police station right there. So there was, like the the police were trying to like no go down this aisle. So I got stuck on like on the toy aisle for like a, like twenty minutes, like trying to act like I was gonna buy something. Then he comes down the toy aisle, and I'm like. Fuck! I gotta move. I gotta. You know, this this guy is like. Not only is he gibberish. But I don't know. Is he speaking in tongues or or whatnot? You know, getting like Pentecostal. I mean, it's not. <laughs> Pente- you know, that's that's not this time of year. Anyway, so he starts like following me, screaming, and I just I'm running through mire. I ran. I ran around the fucking I, Detroit I, mire. I don't blame you. That sounds terrifying. Yeah, but you know. There's so many people have had these weird experiences with him, but when I when you try to describe, oh, there's this guy, and then you say, oh, junkie Jesus, people know they right, know. Oh, yeah. I know exactly what you're talking about because 
that's exactly what he looks like. And he's aggressive. He's mean. He, and he like, There's other people there that'll approach your car. Right. But not like him. Mm-hmm. No, he's he comes at you strong. Yeah, too he's, strong. He's intimidating. He can be. He can be. Now, there's a few that live in that that are in that area, which apparently in Fernil they're trying to clean it up. I, I guess I don't know because that whole area is it. It's, they try to make that little intersection pretty, right? But all the, like, the benches and everything, and then you have a homeless problem. Which you should, uh, uh, I'm mean, having a problem with the with with homeless. They, I mean, there should be some some uh, something to be done about them. There should be a place for them to go. And not that motel right there, which right. they are trying to get rid of, apparently. They are, yeah. Yeah. It's a lot better than it used to be when I was a kid. It was just vile. There would be, like, like, like um, you know, needles and co- used condoms and all this stuff. It was an awful... When I was a kid, Ferndale was seedy. Right, yeah. Very greasy, as they say in, uh, in Canada. So, I'm sure that, they, that those guys have journals. No, I don't. I don't know that he speaks English. I, well, I mean, I'm sure he does, but it, it, it's definitely not what he was shouting. So we do have have somebody that commented on my on the post, be like, I that they're at some event, otherwise they would call in. So I said, send me the message, send it to me. I you know I'll read it on air. If you know why not? But no response. Like wait, I think you were just p- pussing out. What event are they at? That they're Sturgill Simpson. Oh. He works at the Fox. Oh yeah, he's actually a, um, a a guest that's been on the show many times. His name's Zach um, he, Zach Welsh, but he goes by Zach Zachariah Malachi. He does a lot of bluegrass, a lot of like traditional country. Great musician, you know. Getting on a bill with him and his his new band that'd be that'd be a good gig. Um, because he's fun and he can pull out some some pretty awesome songs just out of nowhere. I'll check him out. Yeah, it's like. Um, there's a lot of musicians like that. A lot of great local musicians. You and Nicole, uh, and your band, uh, the Speakeasies, are another great one. And this show, it, you know, the main focus is we trying to support and promote local music. I kind of have to say this stuff. Uh, <laughs> no, I don't have to, but it's it's true. And I would like to have you both on the show again right. to perform as the Speakeasies. So if you have Listeners, if you have an embarrassing story, come on, guys. You guys know people that have embarrassing stories. Start taxing. You both know somebody. Or three of you know somebody. Way ahead if you already texted people. Oh, did you? Well done. Well done. I do what I can. Yeah, good job. So we actually had, on it. Yeah, we actually had an interesting show yesterday. On Monday nights, we have a talk show. It's a kind of an advice show called, um, was it... Um, Voice of Reason with Jackie Kalen, who's a big fight promoter, right? They made a movie about her starring Meg Ryan. Really? Yeah. Anyway, so she she had uh, her three guests were all were transgendered. Two of them were female to male, and one was male to female. I can tell you what, none of them you could you could tell that were you know. And I told this story about um, cause she would have these she had these emails of people that you know like advice be like, well, my my guy I'm dating wants to wear my my underwear. What do I do? Is he creepy? Is that I? I have a brother, another brother, older brother. I'm f- sorry, sorry, man. Uh, who had a uh, had a, did some hernia surgery, and he was told that you know maybe some women's underwear might help, you know, because of the fabric. He also so even after this after all the recovery, he kept wearing them. 
you know, until someone's like, you know, come on, you got this, this, this bad. My, my, like my daddy even gave him shit about it. They groan. Come on, man. My dad, his wife, you know, <laughs> it's like I can't can't tell which one's mine, which one's yours. So, man, I'm throwing all my siblings under the bus tonight. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. So, you know, and this is something I like. I know people listen to the show. And I think that the issue is there's a lot of people that don't want to give out their stories. There's some people that are just in that embarrassed. You don't. You I mean it's it's like you can call in and tell us your story. It, it's not it's not that big of a deal. You probably are making a bigger big of a, a bigger deal of it than it really is. And you don't have to give your name, right? I mean, if 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 you're the winner, I mean, really well, to yeah. us, but we yeah. can keep that secret. Yeah, we you know Jake and you know and the. He's answering the phones. He can keep that. You don't have to tell me on air. Um, but, you know, just call in. Yeah, I'm, I, I, I am I'm trying. I am like, hey, call in. Call in now. So yeah, once again, the, the the premise of the show that is mortified is um, people are on stage, um, reading um, excerpts from their uh, childhood journals and um, just uh, telling us, telling the, the audience just the most embarrassing things they have written down, and it's really really funny, and um, it's a really cool environment. Uh, it's a lot of fun. Um, mm-hmm. There's a documentary that I believe is still on Netflix called oh, Mortified it is. Nation. Oh, it's, if it's, if you want like a kind of a, a clear idea of what it is, yeah, um, it's a really really good documentary that kind of outlines like how it how it got started. Um, it all started when um, the um, producer from California, Dave, he was going through his stuff, and um, he found this old love letter that he wrote to someone. He wrote for someone that never gave it to him, and he started reading it at open mic nights, and people were just cracking up at it. And then he thought, you know, what what if we do a show where everyone does old love letters. And then that grew to people reading stuff from their journals in like an open mic style, which then turned to the the, sto- the storytelling program we have now. Right. Which is, is an amazing documentary. I, I've, I've, I don't know how many times I've watched it. And I've listened to the Mortified podcast. And there's just stories on there. It's like, damn. Right. You know? Like... Uh, there are poop stories, uh, yeah. you because know, everybody's had a had a poop story. Um, you know, some shit stained underwear or something like that. Some of them, like they're so crazy, you kind of question if they're real. Oh yeah, but I mean, like, I mean, now that I've, I'm a producer, I'm realizing that like these have to be legit because us as producers, we actually like look through their journals and like, flip through. Yeah. So it's, I mean, if you wanted to like kind of be very very difficult and not worth your time, but, right? Like some of these stories are like. Are ridiculous. Yeah, like um, there was one about um a maid who like got involved in a threesome and stuff. That was on a couple of years ago. That was was really funny. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, good for the maid. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> good for that maid. Now, uh, we are going to take our last break of the show, and we'll go with. Oh man, you know. I didn't pick out songs ahead of time because I was, eh, I was being kind of uh, 
We'll use the word lazy. Okay. So we'll be back in just a few minutes. Right here on Motor City Joint, New Radio Media. Pan, but cigarettes on the stove. My whiskey bottles running the trying as cocaine burns my nose. There's jailbait in the backyard. She stank from head to toe. Well, fake ID says she comes from Southern Ohio. There's handcuffs on the bedpost, a rattlesnake up her thigh Her cotton mouth is on my tongue and I've never felt so high There's an old man in the front yard, his Bible tells him so Well, I love to sing along, but I lost my fucking soul I've got a few nasty little habits She thinks she's saying the worst to me, but she hasn't I live my life on sin at a time I ask gas and cash Nobody writes for free There's cornbread in the bedpan, but cigarettes on the stove. My whiskey bottles run the trial, as cocaine burns my nose. There's a policeman on the front porch, and he's pounding on my door. Can you tell me what happened last night? Cause I don't fucking know. Well, I've got a few nasty little habits. She thinks she's saying the worst to me, but she hasn't. I live my life one cent at a time I ask gas or cash Nobody writes for free I live my life one cent at a time I ask gas or cash Nobody writes for free
Well, you are listening to the Motor City Giant right here on New Radio Media. I am Ben Rose. Kate is out tonight. She'll be back some point. I don't know. We'll we'll figure it all out. And I'm joined here with Jimmy. Hello. Now, James is is that that is your real last name, or you just go by is that oh, just you go on Facebook? That's just a Facebook thing. So that okay, because you're looked up because you're yeah yeah because of work. Okay, it's I work. gotcha. <laughs> yeah, that's so. He's one of the producers for Mortified Detroit, also the guitarist in the Speakeasies, and we are still taking phone calls for most embarrassing story. Come on, guys, don't be pussies. You can do this. Still waiting for yours, Ben. I know. Well, I I I I told you something <laughs> off here, and, and I yeah, and it, I'm not telling it on air. Uh, there's reasons. Um. So yeah. <laughs> that happened. Uh, man. I once rode a shopping cart down a bowling lane and it fell over halfway through. Down. That was embarrassing. Kind of. No. No. That's, that's actually kind of cool. It is kind of <laughs> cool. Yeah. What's up? What's up, Jake? I feel like you could do a lot better than that. Ben. Oh, I know. You, you guys didn't actually hear the story that I told, you know, off air. So it's your show, you're talking about a specific subject, and you're going to go off air? Well, wow. there's a reason. There's a reason. Just being the little wussy now. No, there's a reason. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, it's a good reason. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, whatever you say, bud. The best reason. It is the best reason. <laughs> oh, man. So, still haven't got anything on Lenard either. I don't think it's going to happen. Nope. No. No, he won't do it. No, he won't do it. So you guys have texted friends saying we want a, a, a story, and you're not, and they're not. And they're, there's no response. Nobody's. nobody's well, like, I texted one buddy of mine that actually has called into the show before. He's got tons of different different stories um, through his life, yeah. but he hasn't hit me back up yet. And then I also put a Facebook post out there just I saw that, to see. Yeah. So, but uh, no traffic on that either. My dad liked the post though, so thanks, Dad. Yeah, thanks, Drew's dad. And Drew's dad used to work for Psychopathic Records. Yes, he did. Some would some would say working for for Juggalos might be embarrassing, but you know, <laughs> some some would say. Now I heard their march was good. It ended up. Really well, yeah, well. he had something to do with it, so it was did, damn he, good. He did, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If I know my dad, he does everything two hundred percent. So he does one hundred percent twice. That's correct. He's oh. that good. Oh wow! I can go. I I can start whipping out some Ron Swanson quotes about anything over one hundred percent. I don't know if you're a Parks and Rec fan, but <laughs> I've heard vaguely of it. I still okay. need to watch that show. One of my favorite shows. It's good. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Have yeah. you read um, Paddle Your Own Canoe? It was the, the guy that plays Ron Swanson in his, one of his books. Yeah, Nick Offerman, yes. which I will uh, I will be going to see Nick Offerman when he's here. Oh, yeah. That's yeah, a, a good book. Yeah, well, I, we might have somebody calling in here shortly. Uh, What's the number so I can... Uh, it's 844-999-9249. I posted it and I tagged Mortified Detroit in it. So it's 
844-999-9249. And also, I'd like, uh, like to say that we have some Black Iris, who has been a great supporter of the show. Ramona is amazing. If you are, uh, I, I don't know, are you into, into hardcore at all? Like, Agnostic yeah. Front? Yeah. Yeah. Well, they're going to be be at L Club on the 27th. Yeah, with uh, Cold's Life, right? Yeah. 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 Uh, you going to that? I think I am, yeah. Okay. Cold is Life, uh, Poison Tongues, 8-Ball Death. It's out at L Club. Wayne Hancock with Cash O'Reilly and Robert Lewis. Both of those guys have been on this show. Robert Lewis finally getting some uh, some attention. He is one of probably one of the best singer-songwriters in Metro Detroit that has got little to no exposure. And I'm glad that he's got on he's on that bill. And then on October that's at Loving Touch. Then on uh October eighth, Tim Barry, who is in the band Avail, with Gallows Bound, who were have been uh guests on the show, and then Roger Harvey, and that'll be at Smalls. So Oh. Okay. Well, I somebody that was gonna call in just backed out. Damn. Damn. You have you have like fourteen minutes left to win these tickets. We give tickets away to something every show, and people will will either message me on Facebook saying, hey, I tried calling in. You tr- When did you try calling in? Uh, around 9.30. The show ends at 9. It doesn't work like that. It doesn't work like that. We actually had some, had that happen. Someone called in like 9.01. But he, I ended up giving him the tickets. And anyway, when he messaged me on Facebook, it was it was too flat for fifty six. Okay, yeah, uh, giving away. We're always we're actually, we're always giving away tickets um, from Black Iris Booking. They're really, you know, Ramona has has been wonderful, wonderful. I can't say enough about her. I could, but I won't. And they got Jake over there giggling like a little kid. Someone told me like texted me and i started laughing is it about this yeah in a way he was just like how do you know that i actually have embarrassing stories i'm like you're one of my best friends i've known you for a long time okay half the embarrassing stuff we've done together and he's like that wasn't me i'm like (laughs) what (laughs) like dude obviously you have some you paid actor with me the entire time well if you can get him to open to to, to like like fast up to this have see if he'll call in I mean, he doesn't have to give us his name. I'm working on it. Yeah, well, he's got like 10 minutes. Work harder. Okay, so... I'm, I'm like reading... Like people, people are actually sending me some stories. So there's this one about... that. It's a poop story. Good. Okay. Um... Actually, I kind of heard this one over the weekend, and I'm just getting a, r- a reminder about it. So these two brothers that I, I know, not mine, they're like um, probably like uh, under 12 at the time. We'll say that. At playground, one has to take a shit. Goes out behind uh, the, uh, I think it was 
behind a, a little building or whatever, pulls his pants down not all the way, apparently not all, not enough. Doesn't pull them on. So instead of shitting on the on the ground, shit in his pants. First of all, he shouldn't be shitting, you know, you know, and on on the ground, you know, but apparently you have to go. You have to go. Right. Well, some older kid showed up, and he's pulling his pants up, trying to hide the fact that he shit in his pants. And apparently he was made fun of for quite a long time. I know that's it's probably been better if he had told it, but you know. It happens. What else embarrassing? I've seen a lot of people actually shit in bad places. When I lived in Eastern Market, I used to see people shit behind the dumpster. Really? Yeah. Like look, down, look out down from my fire escape and I would dump water on them. <laughs> I used to dump that dump water on people that were pissing, like from the they would come out of the art gallery. It's like there's two bathrooms in there, man. Right. There's an art gallery next door. They come out and they start peeing on the dumpster or graffiti. I kept water near the window and I would just dump. That's like some medieval shit. Yeah. It's like boiling oil. Well, you know. But you know, it's 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 funny, like if I'm pouring water out of, like, say I would take a two-liter and fill it up with water, and they're peeing, and then, then the water's hitting them in their head, and they're drunk. They're thinking, like, oh, what the fuck is going on here? Gravity, what? Um, okay, so I had – this This is an, uh, an interesting story that I was witness to. Uh, it was a, somebody's birthday. I was driving them home, and I always keep a bag in my car just just in case. Well, they were going to throw up. I pulled the bag out of nowhere, bent over to throw up, made it in the bag, ended up farting right in my face. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much for remembering, you know, like embarrassing stories that I was witness to. Thank you. You know, I'm that. And then that was. Are you laughing about that? <laughs> I think you see. Listen, I think Leonard listens to it on a delay. <laughs> <laughs> Unreal. <laughs> what? Well, yeah, like right. In my, it's like, oh man, just right there, all up in your grill. Yeah, not once but twice actually. But was your mouth open and everything? <laughs> Shut up, Drew. <laughs> of course it was. <laughs> so yeah, there's. What it tastes like? Oh my god. Well, I didn't. I almost threw up. I I managed to keep my my composure on that one. But you know, it's like you're bending. You're like you're bending over to puke into a bag, uh, which apparently was left outside and it froze. It is horrible. <laughs> it is. It was. Hor- it was horrible. And you know what? That person's so super embarrassed. And for them to like message me and remind me of it, like I'm. I'm gonna be honest. I kind of forgot about it. But thank you for not puking in my car. And it, it, what's awful, it was like a clear bag, too. So it's like you could see everything. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No. Oh, man. Awful. Um, I once threw up all over my car before a date. Oh. I got, yeah, it was, um, I don't know if you get migraines at all. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that type of migraine where you, you vomit. Mm-hmm. I ended up feeling better after I vomited, though, but I still had to spend a whole lot of time cleaning my car. Um, I did. I sharded before I date, too. Oh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's one thing I'm very proud of. I've never sharded. Yeah, I could say there's just, just a handful of times that has happened Not to me. Uh, that was the 
only time they could say that it happened outside of the house. And I had just gotten into the car. So just sat down. I'm like, uh-oh. 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 So you can at least go in and change real quick? Yeah, I was oh, that's, able that's to. Good. Yeah. You know, at least it wasn't like I got to her house and then it's like, uh-oh. <laughs> oh, man. That's when you end the date. Early. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it happens. Sorry, something came up. Gotta go. Right? Um... I don't know. I mean, yeah, it, it's it's whatever. But the throwing up, like the vo- just violent, like you know, uh, migraine puke all over, like all over my steering wheel. And I was driving at the time too. Ooh. I was like, ah, uh, you know, I I should have like rescheduled or canceled the date anyway because of the migraine. But let me tell you, it ended up working out. That's good. Quite well. Good. Quite well. <laughs> Yeah, keep a. Do you have like a breath mint for like the date? Oh, I stopped and bought, bought uh, at, at like um, there was like a CVS right right by where I threw up. I ran in there, bought a toothbrush, some toothpaste, in uh, in a bottle of water. I stopped at a store and bought a new shirt, and stuff to clean up my car. Like all the way on the way, my car was spotless. Luckily, she lived, like, in Flint, so it's like I had it that hour, you know, <laughs> like, drive, and it's like, oh, man, traffic sucked. Yeah. It worked out. Your car's mysteriously super clean. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, jeez. So, anyway, we are we're kind of running out of time. And every, oh, we actually, I think we do have a caller. Ooh, how exciting. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think he's asking if he wants his name on the air or not. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. So, yeah, the show, once again, is at the Rust Belt mm-hmm. um, on uh, November 25th. Um, it's Mortified. Um, Detroit. Yeah. Um, have, uh, I believe, about six participants this time. All right. Are we good? We have a caller? All right. Go ahead. You're on. Hello? Hi. Um... Don't call me. Hi. about internet dating before I met my husband. Okay. Um, so what had happened was I, <laughs> I got conned into um, creating an online profile. I did so. I was promised wonderful results. And my very first encounter with someone was him um, asking me if he could pay tribute to me. I said, I don't know what this is. <laughs> certain what this means. He goes, just trust me. And I said, well, no, I don't. But all right, I'm curious. I get a picture of myself that he had printed out, sent to me in an email that he had jacked off onto and also included his dick in the picture. Wow. So that was my wonderful foray into um, online dating. (laughs) Yeah, I have a few horrible stories uh, of online dating. That is not one of them. I no, can't say that's that ever happened. Bad. Yeah. <laughs> so, bad. was there a second date? 
No, there was no date. I didn't even met him. Oh, well. I'd never met him. He just found me online. We were talking online for like a week or two, and then yeah, yeah. And this is like one of my very first encounters um, after I got duped into bamboozled, if you will. Bamboozled. Hoodwinked. Is the it was really bad? It was so bad. Is the moral of the story? Don't trust someone they say trust me while online dating i'm sorry is the moral of the story not to trust anyone that says trust me on online dating yeah exactly don't don't online date don't use don't, no don't, just use don't even do specific it specific website <laughs> don't use that specific website yeah can i say what it is go ahead uh, it's plenty of fish do not use plenty, plenty of fail <laughs> yes it really plenty of fish yeah. yeah, that that's like plenty of fail and okay stupid or okay cupid whatever <laughs> right okay stupid is that is another awful site they're both mm-hmm. like it's it's basically and that's and it's like a common story it's like all right I got talked into going on this site and I discovered that everybody's a, a fucking sicko you know yeah. or yes. a stalker because I've had yes. a couple you know or they don't have legs and they don't tell you until you're <laughs> oh. Yeah, that also happened. So. Oh, damn. <laughs> There's stories for days. <laughs> right? But it worked out. I did meet my husband eventually, and um, he's got legs, and he didn't jack <laughs> off on my face on a picture. So it worked out well. <laughs> in a picture. Yeah, in a picture, in a picture. Okay. If that happened, it happened years after we've been married. Right. <laughs> well. With uh, consent. <laughs> <laughs> good. That's important. All right, so because, well, you're the only story that is in the best story, so stay in the line. Uh, Jake is going to get your information, and you're going to get two tickets to see the Mortified Detroit at the Rust Belt Market on November 25th. Oh, great. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. All right, bye. 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 Okay. That's interesting. (laughs) Do you know this person? No. Okay. I don't either. But that's great. That's that is a very interesting story. Yeah. At yeah. least you learned early. Yeah. You know, on some of these dating sites, women aren't any better than the men as far no. as like being like that. But we are out of time. Uh, Mortified Detroit, November twenty fifth, Rust Belt Market. Go check it out. Are you doing still two shows? Like one, uh, you know, an early one and then a late one. Oh, or? No. For right now, we just have the one show. Okay. Okay. Um, we decided that there was not enough time to like you know get drinks between yeah performers I gotcha. and stuff, and we thought oh, with our second show we just did one show and it was a lot more laid back and it was a lot more fun. Okay, all right, cool. So check that out. You have a you're on you have a Facebook page for it and everything. Mortified yep. Detroit and the website's getmortified.com. That's right. Thank you, Jimmy. Thank you, Ben. You're welcome. Uh, and we'll be back on Thursday right here. Mortified Detroit on New Radio Media.